Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I hate all of this, but things are about to change, I think, uh, not for the good, at least not for a very long time, I I don't think. Um, After what we saw over the weekend, and immediately, we knew it was bad. Immediately. The initial reports were immediately bad. And they've just gotten worse and worse and worse. And this is the thing about war, is it's the complete destruction of uh, rules, of norms, of society, civilization. And when you have a neighbor that wants you to die, there is no negotiation. I don't know why it takes people so long to understand this. There's no negotiation. I, I've said this for years. What, what's the halfway point when Hamas comes in, uh, along and they're like, hey, uh, hey, you Jewish people over there in Israel, um, yeah, we're going to set up our own little charter here. We got ourselves a charter, and I've read it, and it's friggin' gobbledygook. It's ridiculous. And you read it, and it says right there that, yeah, we want all y'all to die. We're going to get rid of all y'all. What's the negotiation compromise on that point? There is none. It's a fight to the death. And historically, the land is controlled by those strong enough to hold it. If anywhere on earth this is true, it is Israel. It's Jerusalem. If any place on earth is a testament to that fact, it is Jerusalem. That place has traded hands so many times over millennia. People keep fighting over it. Again, I feel like I need to reference the philosopher, the late philosopher, Sam Kinison. But, um, so I got this email forwarded to me. I love this one. This is uh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. I love when he's like, uh, he starts off, actually, but then he always ends, uh, I feel like Kevin, he always ends it with, I know this is confrontational, so you likely won't discuss this on air. Like, the passive-aggressive BS there, Kevin, just, like, put a sock in that. If you're going to send me the email, I'm probably going to read it, although you should send it to Pete at the Pete Callender Show because that's the one that I get. There are other emails out there, but I don't log into them during the show, and sometimes they get forwarded to me, but it's not, it's not, a, it's not 100%. So if you want me to see your email, Kevin, and you want me to read it on the air, Kevin, then send it to Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com, and then I'm going to see it, and I'm going to read it. Says, if you believe what the Bible says, the Palestinians, which come from the Philistines, which come from the Canaanites, were the first there, because he's saying that uh, the Palestinians have a right to the land, or they were there first. The Israelites were directed by God to eradicate almost all the ones that were occupying the Israelite promised land, 
They fell short and didn't follow through according to the Bible accounts, and we have what we have today. However, by now the bloodlines are not pure anymore. Both the sides are mixed bloodlines, so really no one group has any more right to that land than the other. Jesus said, love your neighbors and pray for those persecuting you. That's true. I will pray for you, Kevin. This is not a Jewish teaching and definitely not a Palestinian teaching. Their very religions promote confrontation. So, let's head on over to uh, theconversation.com. It's a pretty good website. gives you pros and cons uh, in objective fashion. You can really like get into some good issues and, and learn more about them. And they got lots of links and stuff so you can find source material. Israel first appeared near the end of the 13th century B.C. within the Egyptian Merneptah Steli, referring apparently to a people rather than a place, the people inhabiting what was then Canaan. A few centuries later in that region, we find two sister kingdoms, Israel and Judah. According to the Bible, again, Israel first appears near the end of the 13th century. That's the earliest record of it. It's like, oh, we got this, hey, this citation, Egyptian Menepta Stella. Menepta was a king of Egypt. He unleashed, uh, let me see here, do, 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 do. oh, that's the battle, six hours. Egyptian chariots and infantry routed, demoralized enemy. Uh, victory in which the Libyans and sea peoples lost 9,400 men. Uh, but, but, uh, here it is. Uh, Egypt was relieved, and Merneptta ordered the carving of four great commemorative texts. The Merneptta Stella. Four great commemorative texts. One of these texts was the Israel Stella. Refers to the suppression of the revolt in what Britannica, what the... Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Pretend, what is it? The, why am I drawing a blank on this word? Not thesaurus. Encyclopedia. Good Lord. Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, yeah, so what they refer to as Palestine. But it was called Israel Stella. That's the first time the name shows itself, is in this 13th century text. It contains the earliest known reference to Israel, which Merneptah counted among the people's that he defeated. Hebrew scholars suggest that the circumstances agree approximately with the period noted in biblical books from late Exodus to Judges. A fragmentary stella from the Sudan also suggests that the king quelled a rebellion in lower Nubia, probably after his exploits around, quote, Palestine. So, it was referred to as peoples. These were the peoples that were there. All right, so now back to the conversation.com. Uh, so Israel first appears in the Menepta Stella, referring apparently to a people rather than a place inhabiting what was then Canaan. A few centuries later in that region, we find two sister kingdoms, Israel and Judah. According to the Bible, there had first been a monarchy comprising both of them apparently, also called Israel. My goodness. Like, this is like the use of, of queens around Charlotte, you know? Queens Road, Queens Road West, like Queens and Queens, or the word Ashley down in Charleston. It's like, anyway. 
In about 722 BC, the kingdom of Israel was conquered by the Neo-Assyrian Empire, centered in what is now Iraq. As an ancient geographic term, Israel was no more. Less than a century and a half later, Judah was overthrown. Its capital, Jerusalem, was sacked, the Jewish temple destroyed, and many of Judah's inhabitants were exiled to Babylonia. Following the exiles and a little under 50 years later, the territory of the former kingdom of Judah served as the heart of Judaism for almost seven centuries, although uh, the rebuilt temple was again destroyed in A.D. 70 by the Romans. About 65 years later, following a failed Jewish revolt, Roman Emperor Hadrian expelled the Jews from Jerusalem and decreed that the city and surrounding territory be part of a larger entity called Syria-Palestina, which took its name from the coastal territory of the ancient Philistines, enemies of the Israelites. Subsequent to the Islamic conquest of the Middle East in the 7th century, Arab peoples began to settle in the former Palestina. Apart from about 90 years of crusader domination, that's right, Christians held it too for a while, the land fell under Muslim control for just under 1,200 years. Although Jewish habitation never ceased, the population was overwhelmingly Arab. So there's your history. Make, that, make of that what you will. But as I've said from the very beginning, can you take the land and can you hold the land? And that has always been the case for Israel. If you prefer to call it Palestine, you go right ahead and do so. But it hasn't been that in a very, very, very long time. And the people that originally inhabited it, which is what I thought I said, they no longer exist. So I believe I said that. All right. So just so we're all clear on that, Kevin. All right. Let me uh, bring this Guy Benson uh, tweet up here. This is, oh, Joe Biden's. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, hang on a second. We got Joe Biden. Oh, the president's getting ready to speak. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So it's only been like two hours late. Is he on yet? He's not on yet. Is he on yet? He's not on yet. What? I don't. I got him. Oh, okay. I don't see him speaking. Here he comes. He's now walking out. Yeah, go ahead. Pull him up. Israel lived through one such moment this weekend. The bloody hands of the terrorist organization Hamas, a group whose stated purpose for being is to kill Jews. This is an act of sheer evil. More than 1,000 civilians slaughtered, not just killed, slaughtered in Israel. Among them, at least 14 American citizens killed. Parents butchered using their bodies to try to protect their children. Stomach-turning reports of being babies being killed. Entire families slain. Young people massacred while attending a musical festival to celebrate peace. To celebrate peace. Women raped, assaulted, paraded as trophies. Families hid their fear for hours and hours, desperately trying to keep their children quiet to avoid drawing attention. And thousands of wounded, alive but carrying with them the bullet holes and the shrapnel wounds and the memory of what they endured. You all know these traumas never go away. There's still so many families desperately waiting to hear the fate of their loved ones, not knowing if they're alive or dead or hostages. 
infants in their mother's arms, grandparents in wheelchairs, Holocaust survivors abducted and held hostage. Hostages whom Hamas has now threatened to execute in violation of every code of human morality. It's abhorrent. The brutality of Hamas, these bloodthirstiness brings to mind the worst, the worst rampages of ISIS. This is terrorism. But sadly, for the Jewish people, it's not new. This attack has brought to the surface painful memories and the scars left by a millennia of anti-Semitism and genocide of the Jewish people. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. And we will make sure Israel has what it needs to take care of its citizens, defend itself, and respond to this attack. There's no justification for terrorism. There's no excuse. Hamas does not stand for the Palestinian people's right to dignity and self-determination. Its stated purpose is the annihilation of the state of Israel on the murder of Jewish people. They use Palestinian civilians as human shields. Hamas offers nothing but terror and bloodshed with no regard to who pays the price. The loss of innocent life is heartbreaking. Like every nation in the world, Israel has the right to respond, indeed has a duty to respond to these vicious attacks. I just got off the phone with the third call with Prime Minister Netanyahu. And I told him, the United States experience and Israel experiencing our response will be swift, decisive, and overwhelming. We also discussed how democracies like Israel and the United States are stronger and more secure when we act according to the rule of law. Terrorists purposely target civilians, kill them. We uphold the laws of war, the law of war. It matters, there's a difference. Today, Americans across the country are praying for all those families that have been ripped apart. A lot of us know how it feels. It leaves a black hole in your chest when you lose family. Feeling like you're being sucked in. The anger, the pain, the sense of hopelessness. This is what they mean by a human tragedy, an atrocity on an appalling scale. We're going to continue to stand united, supporting the people of Israel who are suffering unspeakable losses and opposing the hatred and violence of terrorism. My team has been in near constant communication with our Israeli partners and partners all across the region and the world from the moment this crisis began. We're surging additional military assistance, including ammunition and interceptors to replenish Iron Dome. We're gonna make sure that Israel does not run out of these critical assets to defend its cities and its citizens. My administration has consulted closely with Congress throughout this crisis. And when Congress returns, we're going to ask them to take urgent action to fund the national security requirements of our critical partners, 
This is not about party or politics. This is about the security of our world, the security of the United States of America. We now know that American citizens are among those being held by Hamas. I've directed my team to share intelligence and deploy additional experts from across the United States government to consult with and advise Israeli counterparts on hostage recovery, recovery efforts. Because as president, I have no higher priority than the safety of Americans being held hostage around the world. The United States has also enhanced our military force posture in the region to strengthen our deterrence. The Department of Defense has moved the USS JLR Ford Carrier Strike Group to the Eastern Mediterranean and bolstered our fighter aircraft presence. And we stand ready to move in additional assets as needed. Let me say again to any country, any organization, anyone thinking of taking advantage of this situation, I have one word, don't, don't. Our hearts may be broken, but our resolve is clear. Yesterday I also spoke with the leaders of France, Germany, Italy, and UK to discuss the latest developments with our European allies and coordinate our united response. This comes on top of days of steady engagement with partners across the region. We're also taking steps at home. In cities across the United States of America, police departments have stepped up, security around centers for, of Jewish life. And the Department of Homeland Security and the Federal Bureau of Investigation are working closely with state and local law enforcement and Jewish community partners to identify and disrupt any domestic threat that could emerge in connection with these horrific attacks. This is a moment for the United States to come together grieve with those who are mourning. Let's be real clear. There is no place for hate in America. Not against Jews, not against Muslims, not against anybody. We reject, we reject, what we reject is terrorism. We condemn the indiscriminate evil, just as we've always done. That's what America stands for. You know, just over 50 years ago, I was thinking about this morning, talking to the Secretary of State, the Vice President in my office. Over 50 years ago, as a young senator, I visited Israel for the first time as a newly elected senator. And I had a long, long trip a meeting with Golda Meir in her office just before the Yom Kippur War. And I guess she could see the consternation on my face as she described what was being faced. They were facing. We walked outside in that, uh, that sort of hallway outside her office to have some photos. She looked at me all of a sudden and said, would you like to have a photograph? And so I got up and followed her out. We were standing there silent, looking at the press. She could tell, I guess, I was concerned. She leaned over and whispered to me, she said, don't worry, Senator Biden. We have a secret weapon here in Israel. My word is what she said. We have no place else to go. We have no place else to go. 
for 75 years, Israel has stood as the only guarantor of the security of Jewish people around the world so that the atrocities of the past could never happen again. And let there be no doubt, the United States has Israel's back. We will make sure the Jewish and democratic state of Israel can defend itself today, tomorrow, as we always have. It's as simple as that. These atrocities have been sickening. We're with Israel. Let's make no mistake. Thank you. Mr. President, what was your reaction? All right, President Joe Biden speaking uh, for about, what, 15 minutes? Not even. Yeah, about 15 minutes. Um, calling uh, the attack pure and adulterated evil. Calling Hamas a terrorist organization that is uh, solely intent on murdering Jews and uh, wiping Israel off the face of the map. I think he said the right things. I think those were the things he needed to say. I'm not so sure about the Golden Meir story, but... Um, yeah, no, I think as far as far as I'm concerned, that'll do, Joe. That'll do. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? All righty. So I, I was thinking during the break, I thought President Biden said what he needed to say. I'm glad he said it. And then I was kind of thinking it's a shame that I had to worry that he might not say it because I did. I thought when he said, you know, Hamas is a terrorist organization bent on the destruction of Israel and the eradication of all Jewish people. I thought, oh, Good, I guess I wasn't expecting him to say that. And he did. And I'm sure he's going to get a lot of guff about it from the leftists inside of his party. I'm sure he will. But uh, but it was the right thing to say. Because it was true, right? It's true. Uh, let me get to some uh, emails here. Uh, Daniel says... Well done, Mr. Callender. The Babe reference absolutely knocked me off my feet. LOL, I am still laughing. <laughs> Did you catch it? <laughs> I don't know. Hang on a second. Do I have... I thought I had the soundbite. Mm, no, I don't. I used to have the soundbite. I probably still do someplace, but the soundbite is uh, from... Well, the original is from Babe. The dancing, or not the dancing pig, but the pig that shepherds the, you know, the sheep around. Uh, and, and when Babe wins the, sorry, spoiler alert, when Babe wins the contest, his owner looks down at him and says, that'll do, pig, that'll do. And so that's, that's why I say that. But I also say it because of Zombieland, where Woody Harrelson says it to, what's his face, Mark Zuckerberg. 
Who's the guy that played Mark Zuckerberg? Anyway, that guy in Zombieland. And when they're saying goodbye, Woody Harrelson says, I'm not really good at goodbye, so that'll do, pig. And he's and Jesse Eisenberg. That's his name. He's like, that's not he's like, that's not even a goodbye, and you stole it from Babe. Yeah. So, yes, that's uh Walter says, Sleepy Joe sounded really sleepy and weak. No strength or conviction in his voice. I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing, uh, Walter. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of it was kind of difficult to listen to it. That's why I said he said the right things. How he said the things, it's got me kind of concerned. I might they might need to to amp up, turn up, increase the, uh, I don't know, whatever the accelerants are in the cocktail, give him a little bit of a boost, more energy. Because he's just, he's, I mean, maybe it's a denture thing. I don't think he wears dentures, but maybe it's just, there's like a, there's like an inability to control the mouth muscles. And maybe that's just age, but he's pretty slurry, you know? Uh, he mostly said the right things, but not in a powerful way. Unfortunately, he completely lost me with his rambling about the trip he made 50 years ago. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm waiting on the fact check on that <laughs> because I, you know, because you know what story it sounded like to me was the story that Reagan told about the guy fleeing Cuba. That was the story, right? And when Reagan was talking to this refugee from Cuba. And the guy said, at least I had some place to, to flee to. Like, you guys have nowhere else to go. You're the, this is the last place. And that's what it kind of reminded me of. But who knows? Maybe Reagan stole it from Gold of My Ear. I don't know. Um, Bob points out that we don't have all of the stuff that we promised to Israel because we sent it all to the Ukraine. <laughs> Possible. Um. Also wondering how many Middle Eastern terrorists do you think walked across the border thanks to the open border policies? Yeah, it's true. That is true. Um, Let's see here. Jan says, when they continually defend atrocities, they expose who they are and prove many of us to have been correct in our opinion of them over the last few decades. Oh, and were you really expecting Kevin to do anything that makes him less passive-aggressive victim? (laughs) I don't know. No, I just, it's, it's one of those things where it's one of those things that just chaps me or they're like, you're not going to read this. Or, or sometimes, you know, Cheryl will call in and she'll say like, oh, you're going to hang up on me. Like, oh, you're oh so certain about the future. Once again, if you know these things, please tell me the, the lottery winning tickets. Thank you. The numbers. I would appreciate it. Especially like this week, especially this week. Because the payout, it's like, a, it's a, it's almost $2 billion now. The payout's going to be, it's going to be over a billion dollars. Almost. I think. Um, some days, Stan says, after listening to your show, you've made so much sense that I feel as though a black helicopter is following me around. Don't worry, as I've not actually seen them. It's just a feeling. Uh, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not following you. Um... D, uh, this is D. Kim. Throughout history, Muslims took by force most of the Middle East, parts of Africa, and parts of Asia, and they maintain control of those areas today. Where is the worldwide outcry for them to return all of their land? 
Why is it that almost all the land in the world gained through conquest is okay to keep, but the state of Israel must be emptied of its Jewish citizens and its government dismantled? Yeah, I mean, if anything, like Israel almost did it like the most legitimate way, right? I mean, they went down to like the the government office. They were like, hey, could we get some land? And they were like, all right, yeah, we'll give you this uh, this piece of property right here. I mean, I don't know. That's, I guess that's kind of how we got the colonies too, so. Eh, never mind. Bad analogy. All right. You may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. They got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. Uh, got a message from Russ. Uh, days to prepare and hours of delay today, and this is the best that they can do with the president we have? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, also, I bet $100 that that gold on my air story is a complete lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't think so. Oh, Mark suggests uh, the cognitive... Uh, uh, issues there that might be related to the hair plugs. I don't, I'm not a doctor, Mark, so I don't know if that's true or not. It could be. It might be. It might not be. Probably isn't, but it could be. Um, what else? I got emails. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, I don't know who this is. Sterling says, at least at least Joe did not mention Bo. You, you heard he got close, though. He talked about the pain of losing a child, and I looked at Bernie, and I was like, oh, don't do it. Her son Bo died in Israel, attacked by Hamas at a show. It's not, I, he didn't do it. He kept it. Like I said, I think he said what he needed to say. I thought it was good. The gold of my ear thing was as a little extra. Didn't need it, but maybe they think that's for the folks. I don't know. Whatever. Here's a great question from Chris. If Hamas is so bad, then why did Brandon resume financial aid to them? They are the elected government of Palestine, after all. Is anybody going to ask him that? Chris? No, of course not. They're not going to ask him that. Um, oh, there was another one here about the blockade uh, that Russ said here. Let me back up. Uh, right. How do you get rockets but not food and medicine through the blockade. So, you know me. I'm all about solutions. So I have an idea. I think because this was, uh, what have they been calling it, this open-air prison and uh, apartheid and everything else. All right, so after all this is over, if it's over and there are any Palestinians still alive and living in Gaza, if it's even inhabitable, whatever, but... And I'm assuming they're going to keep up the security fence and the blockade, quote unquote. And I'm going to assume Egypt is also going to keep up 
their fence and their blockade because they are apparently doing it too. Nobody mentions that. But anyway, uh, I'm about solutions. So I suggest we stuff the food and the medical supplies into the mortar shells. Uh, No, no, hear me out. Don't actually make the mortar shells explodable. Just make them look like mortars, you know, and just stuff them with aid, with humanitarian aid. And this way, all the humanitarian aid can get through. I mean, sure, sure, sure. You may have seen some of the dead uh, bodies um, laying on top of uh, uh, Japanese uh, bags of uh, uh, of rice or sand or something, right? You, you may have seen that coming out of Gaza. That, just, that doesn't mean that they're getting any of that humanitarian aid, okay? Just be clear. It's, um, we've got... We've got weapons, we got rockets that are making their way into Gaza, but not food and water and and other stuff. So stuff the other stuff that they want, put that into the cases of the weapons and hide it, smuggle it. Because obviously it's like the worst blockade ever. Tony, welcome to the program. Tony, I only have a minute, so make your point quickly. Yeah, what did Israel do to get attacked? They were Jewish. Is that the only reason? Yeah, it's primarily it. Have you read the Hamas Charter? Uh, the Hamas Charter? Is that like the Declaration of Independence? Yeah, for Hamas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, you should read it. It's very enlightening. Lots of Quranic verses and such. But pay particular attention to the part where they say that uh, they are to uh, kill all the Jews and to uh, and to take over all of Israel. That's their charter. Oh, so so uh, what? What what has the? I thought they were sharing that land over there. What? No, no, they have. No, they got it all. They got complete control over Gaza. They've had it since oh five. Oh, over Gaza. Yeah, yeah, the Gaza Strip. They've had complete control over the Gaza Strip for almost twenty years. Right, right. So, so they attacked Israel because uh, Israel is just being a very humanitarian country. To- no, they're Jewish. No, 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 they're Jewish, and actually, they provide Gaza with electricity and water. They provide it, meaning that they don't have to pay for it? No, I don't know what the payment arrangement is, but... <laughs> okay, all right. No, I get it. If you want to be an anti-Semite, this is their, this is your weekend to be it. No doubt about it, Tony. Just run right through that, run right through the opening. You got a lot of green in front of you. Just keep running. Yeah, anti-Semites, definitely show them. Team baby beheading rapist, they're having their moment for now. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.